بسم الله الرحمن
Takun. This is chapter 2, verse 183. O you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you, so that you may guard against evil. Sadakallahu laliyu lazim. Before starting the khutbah, I want to announce that uh, um, after Friday prayers, we'll be saying the funeral prayers of uh, our dear brother Kunati, who uh, was in Ivory Coast. He did great service to the Jamaat during our two jalsas. He arranged uh, for us to appear on television and he also uh, interpreted for us from uh, English into uh, French. He um, had been, had come back home and died unexpectedly. Mir's sister-in-law, she also passed away. Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi So we'll be saying their uh, funeral prayers uh, after uh, Friday prayers. Now, <clears throat> one thing I want to point out to you, and I say this repeatedly, here the word is used, one of the words used is Kotiba. And Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali has translated that is prescribed for you, made compulsory for you. And then again, Kama Kotiba, Lalazina Min Kablikum. As it was prescribed for those who went before you. Now, <clears throat> in Urdu and uh, such languages, this word has been restricted to being a book in this form. But uh, Universally, when the Holy Quran is translated, <coughs> it is translated into Urdu. In Urdu, they say, Rose Faraz Kiyagai, which means that fasting has been made manda mandatory, a mandatory duty for you. And this is something that I often repeat and that is that we should be careful that when we read the Holy Quran we don't ascribe to the words in the Holy Quran which is in Arabic not what words have come to mean in Urdu don't you know to the the meaning of the uh, Arabic words is restricted so you could say 
that prescribed for you is can be translated as as it's written for you you know like the law the parliament writes the law or makes the law so it's in the same way this is why hazrat maulana muhammad ali sahab rahmatullah has translated that as prescribed for you or put on you as a duty the other word i want to look at and uh, that relates to the topic of uh, today's khutbah uh, that what does ramadan teaches us is the taqut its root is waqafia and it's generally translated as something like fearing allah or righteousness but i disagree with that because it actually signifies protection so i would suggest that uh, 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 Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali has actually done it or you, or you who believe fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you so that you may guard against evil and other people translate it as uh, you may become righteous or whatever is at the very beginning of the holy quran we find the holy quran says about it says about itself hudallil muttaqin it's a guidance for and generally translated is it's a guidance for those who are righteous in urdu parhezgar but then the question arises that if someone is already righteous if someone is already parhezgar why do they need this guidance what's the purpose of this guidance and i would suggest that uh, the correct meaning is that it's a guidance for those who want to protect themselves because you need to want to protect yourself against something against some harm before you are able to do so you know a person doesn't want to protect themselves uh, themselves from the the harm of smoking or uh, whatever else that they might do then it doesn't matter how much you tell them it's not going to make any effect it's only when they want to do it that they need guidance a smoker wants to give up smoking and then he goes and tries to find out from his doctor or whoever whether to get one of these nicotine patches or whatever else he can he can this is why the holy quran says hudalil muttaqin those who want to protect themselves not those who are already righteous because if people are you know those who are already righteous 
Why do they need guidance? They found the way. And uh, if you look at the uh, 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 Holy Quran, <coughs> strictly the word, the root actually means protection against those things that may harm or damage a person. So the Holy Quran says, Fawaqahumullah, chapter 76, verse 11. God will protect them. God will protect them from the uh, um, harm of hell. min Allahi mewaq. Chapter 13, verse 34. No one except God can protect them. And uh, <clears throat> then in chapter 13, verse 37, Malaka min Allahi min wali 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 yiva nola waq. Chapter 13, verse 37. And then when you're put before God to answer for your deeds, at that time you won't have a helper. Or supporter or someone who can save you. And at-taqwa. Up till now, I was talking about the meanings of the the, the root, but at-taqwa, which is used uh, frequently, it means to protect yourself from anything which may harm you. Sometimes. It's translated as uh, uh, fear because, of course, if you're faced with something that might harm you, you might be uh, uh, afraid. In uh, religious terminology, you could say that uh, it means to protect yourself, to guard against anything that is declared to be a sin and uh, but I would suggest something else I would suggest because we're talking about Ramadan and the verse says that you may guard guard against evil Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali says but the thing is this Evil harms us spiritually. We do something wrong and it harms our spirit or our soul. So that in the hereafter we'll have to answer for that and, uh, you know, uh, we'll uh, be accountable for whatever it was that we did wrong. But I would suggest that it also stands for Guard against anything that may harm you physically. Because in Islam, your life is not compartmentalized. Some people say, oh, well, you know, this is the religious aspect and this is the secular aspect and so on. 
but this is not so in Islam. So when you are practicing Ramadan, you are practicing training yourself about how to protect your soul from something, but also how to protect your body, how to protect your life in this world, as well as how to protect your life in the next world. And this is, I think, something that is frequently missed. Let us look at what happens. When we fast, we are hungry, we are thirsty, we suffer from a lack of sleep. Okay, let's apply that to a situation where you lose your job, where you don't have any money to buy food. you will suffer from hunger, maybe even thirst. You'll also not be able to sleep at night, so you'll suffer from sleeplessness as well. Now, the lesson of fasting Ramadan is also to be applied to your life in that situation. What are you going to do? Rob a bank? do shoplifting, but Ramadan fasting teaches you that when faced with these things, you must be patient. You must turn to Allah and seek His help, as well as trying yourself. You must seek His help and His guidance that I'm in this difficulty, guide me, what should I do to get out of it? And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib, he made a very valid point. He said that people think that prayer is simply to uh, raise your hands after the prayer or during the prayer and cry out and say, Oh Allah, help me, and then not do anything yourself. Hazrat Mr. Ghulam said that if you do that, you're only saying half your prayer. That's not the complete prayer. Complete prayer is, yes, you ask God for help, but you also try and do whatever you can to solve the difficulty or the problem that you're finding yourself in. But Ramadan's teaching is that, yes, you do that, that guard against evil. There are two things you have to guard against. One is your physical body, the other one is your soul. You don't do something to protect your physical body that hurts and damages your soul. You don't wait outside the post office waiting for an old lady or an old man to uh, 
come out and hit them on the head and take their uh, money and run away because you are hungry and you don't have any money. If you do that, yes, certainly you would have uh, protected your physical body, but you would have damaged your soul. So Ramadan is a lesson. It teaches you that when faced with these things, when faced with these difficulties, when faced with these problems, you must do your best. You see, fasting, you're hungry and it's very easy, isn't it? Especially if someone's not looking. Go in the kitchen and have a banana. That's going to take two minutes. Who's going to see? So go into the kitchen and have a glass of water. But that will damage your soul. It doesn't matter whether the world thinks you are fasting or not. What matters is whether God thinks you are fasting or not. This is exactly like not having any money, being hungry and hitting a person on the head and snatching their purse and running away to feed yourself. There is no difference. And this is the important thing. That when we pray, we think we are doing something for the soul and not for ourselves physically. When we fast, we think we are doing something for the soul, but not for the physical body. If it was just for the soul, why is it that zakat and fitrana and charity is such an important part of Islam? Your fast is not complete until and unless you make sure that people, your neighbours to your right and to your left and across the road, they've all had something to eat. If fasting is simply about improving your soul, why is that a part of it? It is a part of it because they may be hungry. They may be in a situation where they can't afford to eat or drink or whatever. And if you don't help them, then you are being guilty. And if they commit a crime, you are being guilty. You are a part of that crime. And this putting up with hunger and thirst and so on, it teaches you to face your problems head on. A lot of people, I know a friend who uh, has come to the UK to study and he's having problems because, you know, in this country he was spoiled. Someone did the cooking for him, someone washed his clothes, someone ironed his clothes. And he's horrified that he has to do everything himself. 
Now, rather than face that problem, he says, I want to go back. It was such a nice life. All I had to do was wake up in the morning, splash some water on my face, shave, and then go to university. Here I have to make my own breakfast. Here I have to wash my own dishes. Here I have to cook my evening meal. Here I have to wash my clothes. Here I have to clean my room. But running away from problems is not the solution. The solution is to find the weakness in your character and overcome that weakness. The solution is to face difficulties. And that's the important thing. Running away from a difficulty is not the solution. What happens if that difficulty follows you? You go from A to B and the difficulty follows you. What are you going to do? Go somewhere else? All your life, all your life you'll keep running away. And that also is an important lesson of fasting. But unfortunately, we've restricted Islam and uh, Islamic devotions and rituals simply to the mosque. This is for the hereafter, this is for this life. That is not so. And Ramadan tells you that that is not so. If you can face hunger because of Ramadan, when you're well off and you have food, during Ramadan you learn to deal with that hunger when there may be food but you can't access it. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'ana wa iyaakum bil ayat wa zikr al-Hakim innahu ta'ala jawadun karimun malikun barrawfur rahim Alhamdulillah <laughs> Washadu Allah Allah Muhammadan Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin kama Ibrahima 
ஒரு <coughs> அலைஹிம் <coughs> 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 அக்பர் <coughs> <coughs> அலமீன் 
Ar-Rahmanir-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin, Iyaka Nakbudu wa Iyaka Nastagid, Ihtinah Khirraf al-Mustaqib, Firat al-Lazina an-amta alayhim, Ghayril Magdubi alayhim, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahu Akbar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Astaghfirullah Astaghfirullah Funeral praise. Remember, there is no bowing or prostration in funeral praise. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. 
Thank you for joining us for our Friday service. I hope you found it useful. If you have any suggestions, you can always uh, let us know how we can improve our service. Or if you have topics that you would like us to speak upon, uh, we'd be glad to uh, hear of your ideas. In the meantime, until we meet again, I pray that Allah keeps all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, goodbye.